Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. Before we welcome today's guest, let me tell you a little bit about him. So Tim Schmoyer has been one of the leading YouTube strategists in the online video industry. His company, Video Creators, has been featured by Fox, Forbes, BBC, and even YouTube themselves, as his team trains creators and brands to master YouTube and use it as a place to spread messages that change lives. Their clients have organically grown by over 14 billion views and 61 million subscribers under their guidance. And today he lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, with his wife and seven children. Before we kick off Tim's interview, I just wanted to read out a couple of reviews that we've had recently of the podcast. We've been getting some fantastic reviews. If you've been enjoying the show, I would um, I would love it if you would leave a review and I'd be more than happy to feature it here. So just one of them that we've had really recently is from Red Bow. I've learned so much from this podcast already and I can't wait for more to come. It's also led to me meeting other amazing content producers, which are now regular on my podcast list too. She puts, I'm having chicken for tea, by the way. I love that as a little nod to the, <laughs> the surprise question that I ask at the end of each interview to our guests and ask them what they're having for the dinner that night. So that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Red Bow. And another one from Paul Teague in the UK. I'm really enjoying the podcast. It's packed with great guests and practical, actionable advice for small businesses. There are lots of tips for business owners with smaller budgets, but they make a real big difference. I'm hearing guests on this podcast I haven't heard anywhere else too, which is always nice. A fabulous podcast, well worth adding to your weekly listening. These reviews make me so, so happy. So yes, if you are enjoying the show, I would love it if you would leave a rating and review on iTunes and I will feature it here in this first part of the show. So now let's jump in to our fantastic interview with Tim. So, hey, Tim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. It's really good to have you on the show. So would you like to just start by telling us a little bit about what you're going to share with us today, your one hot thing? Yeah, it's about how do we set up our videos to get people to actually watch them? (laughs) Excellent. And that is the crux of the matter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people publish content and then just twiddle their thumbs waiting for views to come in. And there's a lot that goes on to that, but we'll talk about a few things that will make that a lot more, that'll increase the potential of that happening. Definitely. So we're going to kind of hone in, aren't we, on kind of some of the specifics. So particularly looking at that first 15 seconds of the video, the title of the video and a couple of other things. So really, if you just want to kind of dive straight in and just kind of, you know, Give us your knowledge. Sure, yeah. So um, I started on YouTube back in 2006, and the game has changed a lot since then. After mm-hmm. three, four, four thousand five hundred videos, I personally done <laughs> with clients and channels, and, and we've we've seen a lot of trends that really make videos clickable and get people to actually watch. And you might expect there's a lot that goes into this, but the three primary things that, that we do when we work with our clients is that number one, we really need to have a really engaging title. 
the title of the video definitely matters. And, and it's best that that title teases some sort of value, some sort of reward that the viewer will get if they actually click and watch this. It just, it needs to create some sort of sense of intrigue or create a question mark in the mind of that viewer. If they, um, you know, like if it's a narrative type of content, like a vlog or something that's more story based, it needs to be like, oh, what happens next? Or, oh, how did that happen? Or how did that work out? Or some sort of question mark. And so that title really needs to do a really good job at pitching the value, teasing the reward, delivering that story, creating that question mark and creating a sense of intrigue. Okay. So does that make sense? It absolutely does. So I just have a little question about the title and it kind of relates, well, it does relate to the, the thumbnail as well. We kind of had a little chat before this and we kind of, we touched on this, but it's always a big thing in my mind about the link between the title and people's thumbnail image for their video. You very rarely see them being the same and presumably they shouldn't be the same, but it's kind of, where do you see the difference? How, how do you see the, the differentiation between the two? Well, the title is supposed to, is like, that's your opportunity to use text to pitch it. Uh -huh. And then the thumbnail is your opportunity to use a visual to pitch it. And the principles are still the same for the thumbnail, where it's teasing a story, pitching value, creating intrigue, and, and all those things. There's a lot of principles that we should probably talk to you about thumbnails as well, but the two need to complement each other. Mm. So often the mistake a lot of people make is they just merely describe the content with the title and be like, um, really interesting or super exciting. It's just kind of like, this is what it is. Like if I was going to want to search and find this later, these are the words I would want to use. And keywords and everything are important. They're fine, but more from the human aspect of a person expects to see that word with that rather than like YouTube's algorithms really like wanting to promote your videos because you stuff the right words into the right spaces. It doesn't really work that way. So the, the title and thumbnail really need to complement each other. Another common mistake people make is they'll just repeat the title of the video in the thumbnail and they'll just type it again, which is kind of unnecessary. People can read the title. They already saw that. And the, the thumbnail should be really used to, to set uh, an expectation visually. And so you have the title and the thumbnail, and this is what's key then about the first 15 seconds is because most people start, make, they make their videos thinking like they're kind of making this for television, mm -hmm. which can take a few minutes to kind of ramp up and, you know, you'll, you'll see like the camera go down the street and up the driveway and up to someone's front door and then that, you know, it'll be a couple of minutes before you even see the character. You can't do that on YouTube. No. People <laughs> It's got to be like super fast. So when someone clicks on a title and thumbnail, that viewing journey for that person actually starts with that title and thumbnail. And they click because the title and thumbnail set an expectation. So then the opening seconds of that video need to hold that viewer's attention and confirm for the viewer right away that, yes, what you clicked expecting to get in this video is coming in this video. Not, it can't be like, you know, hey guys, how's it going? Good to see you again. My name is so-and-so and here we are and this is blah, blah, blah. And then you actually don't start talking about the thing that the title and thumbnail tease until like even 15 seconds in, 20 seconds in, like especially not like that title and thumbnail. If it's pointing to something that happens eight minutes into the video, you're losing all your non-subscribed viewers. So it's really important that the title and thumbnail set an expectation that's delivered right away in the opening 15 seconds of the video. So, so it's, it's not about in any way kind of, it's not clickbait, is it? it it's, 
making sure that people, when they start watching your video, realize that they are watching the video that they expected that they were going to be watching and that the question that they thought they were going to have answered is going to be answered. Is that that right? That's right. Yeah. So clickbait is uh, when you're misleading or when you make a promise in a title and thumbnail that you don't actually deliver on that's clickbait. But if you make a promise in the title and thumbnail and that you actually deliver on, then it's not clickbait. You actually delivered, right? So that's different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's about getting that message across up front. Whereas I guess some people, you know, go into the introduction and perhaps repeat things that repeated in earlier videos. And it's about diving straight into the value. Would you say that's yeah, just yeah, keep those three things. So a way that makes it maybe a little bit easier to make content that performs well like this is to actually know what your title and thumbnail are before you start making the video. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll make the video and then after it's been done being edited while they're uploading it, then they're start thinking like, oh, what should the title be? And they just kind of throw something in. And then it's really hard to actually craft a really good title based on the opening 15 seconds if you didn't really think about how the opening 15 seconds we're going to connect with the title. Yeah. So it's much better to think about the craft your content in a way that takes the viewing journey in mind, which is title, thumbnail, click, opening seconds. So start them with the title and thumbnail, know what those two things are going to be, and then you open the, the video. So let me give you an example. Maybe this, this will help. Yeah. Um, my wife and I, um, we started on YouTube because I was in graduate school and just wanted to introduce my, my girlfriend and my family across the country. <laughs> <laughs> we started posting like these little videos on YouTube that today would be known as vlogs, but uh, back then I was just being awkward in public with a camera. That wasn't actually a <laughs> Other people started watching, which freaked us out. We didn't know why these people were actually watching and started trying to figure out how YouTube worked and that kind of set us down this trajectory of where we are today. So I actually married that girl. We got married. We had seven kids in eight years. And, um, and so when she does a video on that channel, we're still going on it today. Uh, if she's going to, like say the story is she's going to go um, shopping. She's going to go grocery shopping. Uh, and she knows that the title on thumbnail that people are going to click on the story, let's say the title is mom goes shopping with seven kids alone. And they're like, okay. alone is in all caps, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That teases a question mark. Why would she do that? How did that work out? Is she crazy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then you have this, then, the, then we know the thumbnail is going to be like, and we actually pose for these, like, we'll, so, so put all the kids in the shopping cart at the grocery store and she'll stand back with the camera and take a picture, you know, like, like this is going to be our, our image. And it's like all the kids hanging out of the grocery cart and it looks like things are just going crazy, right? So when she opens that video, uh, this will be a quiz for you. How about this? How should she open that video, Natalie? What, what is the opening 15 seconds of that video need to be? So the title is about mom goes shopping with some kids alone. That's right. And the, and the thumbnail are kids hanging out of a shopping cart. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, so how should that video open? What would you expect to see when you first click play? A little bit of stress. Okay. <laughs> Huh? A little bit of stress. A, of stress. a little bit yeah. of tension. <laughs> yes. What the video can't open to is she can't open that video in our kitchen. No, exactly. Yeah. 
oh, I need to go grocery shopping, we're out of food. Even though it feels like it connects, it doesn't deliver on the expectation yeah. of the tone. So instead, that video needs to start with her putting kids into the shopping cart in the parking lot at the grocery store. Yes. Then people are like, that's what I clicked expecting to see. And that's going to hold their attention much better than her starting with like sewing an empty pantry or empty refrigerator or something like that. Yes, this is it. Oh, absolutely. Because like, you know, YouTube videos are typically, you know, they're fairly short, aren't they, in the scheme of things. So yeah, when we click on something and we're caught in by the title, we don't want to think, oh yeah, we're rewinding a few, you know, minutes or whatever. We, we want to be right there in the action, don't we? So that makes, that makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah, the story starts when they click. And so uh, it's important to keep that in mind as opposed to just trying to like figure it out later and then it doesn't really quite connect and then the title and thumbnail don't actually, the expectation isn't actually like delivered till like a minute later, then you lose people and that's a negative signal to Google and your videos just don't do well. Absolutely. So I'm just trying to think of examples like, you know, we're talking about these kind of videos and they're, they're not boring you know, in you know, any remote sense and, and neither are anybody's, but for businesses, for people who are thinking, but I'm not creating video about anything quite as, you know, exciting as that. How can they, how might they think about it? So how might you give an example of, you know, like the example you've just given, but say for, for a business who's. Yeah. Like my channel. So I have an educational yeah. channel, like, um, that teaches people how to grow on YouTube and how to master it, the platform and yeah. reach their lives. And so let's say, let's say I was going to do a video about this very topic mm. about um, titles, thumbnails, and open 15 seconds. So uh, I could just title it like how to create titles, thumbnails, and video openings. Okay. okay? That's not like, but that doesn't <laughs> sort of reward or value. No. Like what's the actual benefit I'll get if I, if I watch this. So instead I would probably be more likely to title it like, um, the, the key to hooking, uh, I'm making this stuff off the top of my head. So, uh, <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> like, um, the key to hooking your audience and, and holding their attention, mm -hmm. um, or, um, how to get more um, new viewers to watch your videos longer or something like what's the benefit or the reward that they'll actually get. And so because of that, they'll be like, oh, how do I get my viewers to watch longer? How do I hold their attention better? They'll click and then I'll introduce them to the topic of titles, thumbnails, and opening seconds because that's, they don't actually care about titles, thumbnails, and opening seconds. What they actually care about is how do I get more views or more watch time or hold someone's attention better or something like that. And so I'm going to craft it after the reward or benefit that they're going to get. And then I introduce them to the topic. I don't title it necessarily after the topic. And so when I open that, that video, then that video is going to open up with like, have you seen that video go like you, you look at it and it's just a kid in his basement with a webcam and he's getting millions of views. And here you are on your nice production studio getting zero. Why is that? Well, there's three important things you need to know. I'm going to tell you guys about that in this video. Something like that. I don't know. Right. And so it's like teasing the story of, of and the value that's coming that is creating intrigue. Yes. How do you solve that problem? And then you deliver the content after that. 
Absolutely. Um, I, so, I, yeah. I would do a better job with that. I've had more time to actually sit down and think about it. But no, I love it. I love it when it just comes off the cuff. <laughs> and they, were, yeah, no, they were really good examples. And I think that's it. It's about people, like you say, aren't necessarily interested in hearing about how your titles should be good and how your description should be written and how you But if you tell them the benefit of, of what that's going to give them, and then introduce that a little bit later. That's right. Yeah, good old sales techniques, sales tactics of like, don't talk about features, talk about benefits. Yeah, this is the same thing we're doing with uh, with our content. Definitely, and and just like you know, one final question really about uh, strategy. So you did just touch on that about how sometimes people start creating video without, or maybe create video when they've got a particular keyword or. Or something in mind. What 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 are your thoughts on strategy for video? Um, should people kind of have a specific keyword in mind before they create a video? Where do you kind of sit on that? Uh, we don't focus on keywords much because YouTube doesn't really focus on keywords much. Mm. There was a day on YouTube when that was a big deal, um, but those days ended back in like two thousand nine, I think. So or. 13, one of those two days, I get the two days confused. It's been a long time either way. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and so the, and the reason why is YouTube, a lot of people lie in their metadata. Like YouTube mm-hmm. learned that they can't rely on the information and the keywords that we give Google about our content because people will say like, oh, well, this isn't really what my video is about, but this keyword has a higher search volume than this one, so I'll use that one instead. And other people will be like, well, um, I really want my video to rank next to PewDiePie, so I'm going to put PewDiePie in my tags, even though the video has nothing to do with PewDiePie. So Google, re- re- and then there's some people who just didn't fill it in because they didn't know what to do with it. They're like, ah, yeah. I don't know. So YouTube had to d- figure out other ways to determine which videos are valuable and to whom are they valuable to. And a lot of that revolves around viewer signals that they collect, like watch time and session time and things like that which is literally just how long does a person spend watching this video? And so really like what Google's looking at isn't really in terms of of keywords and tags and things. It's more about how does a human respond to this content? Do they watch it for a long time and get to the end and then watch more? Or do they like three seconds in, they leave it and then they're off to another one. Like that's what they're, that's what they're looking for. And so what it really comes down to is optimizing for people, not robots, right? So when it comes to like strategy, for example, what we don't start with keywords, we actually start with people. And so when we work with our clients, we're like, who is your most ideal subscriber? Who are we going after here on YouTube? Who is the person you're trying to reach? And then after that, when we talk about, well, what value are you going to deliver to them? What, what do they want to consume from you? What uh, promise can you make? Like, hey, subscribe to my channel because I'm going to teach you how to master YouTube so you can spread a message that reaches people and changes their lives. Or subscribe to our family vlog because we want to encourage young moms that being a mother is an, a, a noble and worthy pursuit. You know, when yeah. your life do that, it's not or something. You know, you whatever it is. When they when they revolve around beliefs and not just common interests, by the way, they're the strongest because. The strongest communities always revolve around shared beliefs. Mm. So you just like, hey, subscribe to my channel because I believe, and then fill that in. People who share that belief with you are going to be like, oh, I'm in, boom, subscribe, right? And that's what works because it's not because of the, the keywords you use. It's because a human connected with the message 
and the story and the value and the belief behind that. And that makes it far easier for people to want to become involved. So our strategy revolves around people and reaching those people with, uh, with a strategy, not necessarily keywords. Oh God, I, I just love that. Those, all those sentences that you said in the last, I don't know. <laughs> I say I sat there going, oh, this is amazing. So we, we have this phrase in Britain called the proof is in the pudding. I don't know whether, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah. and it's like that, isn't it? The proof is in the pudding. Like if people are watching it, then that's kind of enough. That's, that's your yeah. signal. I love that. And there's usually a lot of pushback on this because people have a hard time thinking outside of the, of the robot algorithm. Yeah. But, but the YouTube algorithms are designed to measure what people enjoy. Mm. And they're designed to use the right video to the right person at the right time. So they're, they're focused on people. And so rather than us trying to figure out, like, how do we hack the algorithm? Mm. It's like, why don't you focus on the same thing the algorithm is focused on and get people to give you really positive signals? That's what YouTube's looking for. And they'll surface your videos to the right people at, at the right time. The other thing I say to them is like, well, if you want to do your key, and I'm not against keyword research or anything, but we just personally use it more for like ideation mm-hmm. um, and rather than like what words do we need to stuff into the right boxes type of thing. Yeah. And so I just ask them like, well, all right, well, how's the keyword research doing? Like you got all the keywords in the right spaces and stuff. How did that video perform? Oh, not really well. I'm like, I know. See, <laughs> exactly. And then they're like, okay, so maybe I'll try the human way. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, People connect with people. They don't connect with keywords, you know, so. Yeah, and especially on YouTube, because like we always say this, don't we, about video, how about it's the most human form, you know, on online, it's the most human form of connection. So, of course, on YouTube, it's going to be that way, isn't it? That, you know, the more you can relate to people, the, yeah, the better. Yeah, we, we helped our, uh, our clients generate over 14 billion views and 61 million subscribers on YouTube. So, I feel very confident that this is how it works. Um, yes. And- very reproducible. So we've seen that. We are going to believe you. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Oh, I could I could honestly pick your brains for quite a long time, including about how my seven year old daughter wants to start her own YouTube channel, but I'll save that for another time. <laughs> now I always surprise my podcast guests with one um question at the end of the interview. Oh, and right. I'm just trying to remind myself of what time it is there in the US. It's quite a lot. It's early. 4.30 p.m. Okay, so it's fine. Um, what will you be having for dinner tonight, Tim Schmoyer? I think I saw steaks in the fridge. Oh. Okay. Uh, so every Friday night, we try to have another family over because I work on the internet and we homeschool our kids, so we would become isolated hermits if we didn't <laughs> have other people over so uh yeah almost every friday night we have another family over and i shut down my computer i put my phone in airplane mode and uh for the next 24 hours for friday evening to saturday evening we just rest and have fun as a family and uh, watch movies go on hikes you know do something like stuff like that that sounds amazing about to do what i'm done here amazing steak on a friday night sounds amazing friends (laughs) Another families are all coming over here in about a half hour. Oh, so, what more could you want? Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Would you, um, before we wrap up, would you let people know where they can find out more about you and where they can connect with you? Yeah, I have a weekly podcast. Um, so there's iTunes or Google Play or 
Spotify, any of those places. It's Video Creators is the name of the podcast from, and the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash video creators. And we just really love helping people spread a message, not just for the sake of views or popularity or money, but we see all those things as tools that we use to reach people and change their lives. And that's what we're all about over there. And we love helping people do it. So anyone wants to come follow us, we'd be happy to have you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tim, and enjoy your Friday night. Okay, you too. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions, and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.